Welcome to episode 52 of our Lebanese Physicians Podcast. And uh, today's episode will be talking about the app uh, Toothpick, which is a dental app that we'll discuss more uh, during this session. And this is a continuation of our information technology series uh, on the podcast. And today we have uh, as our guest, Dr. Wael uh, Bizzeri, uh, who is a dentist by training. He actually did his undergraduate uh, training at Beirut Arab University and then ended up going to Boston to Forsyth as a research assistant afterwards. And while he was doing his undergrad, he also ended up doing a, a double business major at the Lebanese American University. And then after, after Forsyth, he ended up going back to Lebanon, then went to Austria, did his master's in oral surgery. And uh, it seems like Wyatt has been an entrepreneur and has been able to start actually not only Toothpick as an app, but started also another app that we will discuss uh, during this uh, podcast. Uh, thank you, Wael, for being with us on the podcast. And thank you, Mohamed Ali Jaddadi, for bringing Wael over to the podcast. Thank you, Khalil, for this uh, nice introduction. Thank you, Mohamed, for also uh, connecting me here. I'm glad to be here. Thank you. My pleasure. I'm, I'm excited to have you. Uh, we have a lot to talk about, and uh, we, we're trying to highlight a lot of Lebanese talent uh, and a lot of Lebanese entrepreneurs. So you're someone who's doing great work, and I think our listeners would be excited to hear about the work that you've been doing. Thank you. I'm glad to share uh, whatever added value I can bring on this podcast. Uh, Thank you. And so, so well, before we start talking about the app and uh, and uh, information technology with dentistry, so what is the current dental ecosystem in Lebanon and potentially the MENA region? Okay, so dental ecosystem is the philosophy on which we start the toothpick, uh, which we believe in a network of connecting the components of the industry, which is the dental industry. And the objective is to connect them all together. Uh, using technology that we can utilize with every stakeholder in the industry. Uh, it can be very beneficial to him and it can solve uh, a true problem. And this is the core thing behind creating a solution or a product like Toothpick. So the ecosystem is, uh, is basically you have the patient, you have the dentist, you have the supplier, and you have the manufacturer. And uh, distributing technologies across this supply chain from the patient to the manufacturer, because this is the ecosystem of the cash flow of the clinic uh, towards the supplier, towards the manufacturer, developing new products and going back into uh, the chain. So the ecosystem is about optimizing that, uh, making it easier to be scalable and uh, very simply giving technology to everybody to be able to work better, more efficient and faster. That's great. And then you come in and you basically disrupt the current ecosystem, right? You innovate a new model for healthcare delivery and product delivery to dentists. So maybe you want to talk to us about the gap that you filled and how you were able to disrupt the traditional model, so to speak, that's been working for the past so many years, right? Yeah, it's actually, uh, everything works. You know, you just have to do it, you know, more efficient and better. Uh, the current ecosystem uh, where the patient goes to the clinic, and of course, uh, he usually uh, installs his procedure. He's always looking for installment because medical healthcare is not so uh, cheap to say. So you need to have a solution there. And when the dentist is collecting his, for example, his money in installments, sometimes this can cause of a little bit of uh, misorganization or a bad connection with the supplier because it's a lot of work on, on both ends. And for the supplier as well, he's selling products, 
he's interested in the cash flow uh, to collect it and to buy from the manufacturer, which is also interested in having bigger sales and a better cash flow. So this is the current ecosystem and how we want to give a tool uh, in each of the hands I just spoke about. It's by providing first the dentist with a one-stop shop. So you need to go to one place, uh, find all the products found in the market in one, on one app. And this is an added value because uh, tools that we use in healthcare and dentistry, they make a big impact on the outcome of the procedure. And having a broader awareness of the items and the products helps much better uh, have a good treatment. So one is awareness. We give the dentist an accessibility to all the products in a one-stop shop. Uh, number two, it's open 24-7. And the dentist is a small to medium enterprise. And by optimizing that, you help him be connected much broader than he is today. Uh, number three, uh, it's a one-stop shop. So he buys everything and he gets it in one bag. At the same time, he's still working with the local suppliers he still works with. So we're optimizing the transactions and the procedures. We're not eliminating uh, the status quo or how it's going. Relax, we're optimizing uh, the way it's going. Uh, for the patient, uh, the dentist offers him uh, something called toothpay. It's a patient finance solution. It, we call it smile now, pay later. So we thought that we want to connect the dentist with uh, finance to be able to provide to his clients, the patients, in order to help uh, sustain their procedures and help. So we created finance solution. Uh, it's an instant approval, zero interest on the patient. And the patient can install up to six months his treatment at the same cost of the actual procedure. The dentist collects his money cash at the end of the week and has no risk of default. And the finance company is doing what it does best. And Toothpick here is developing the network across of all of that. So this is for the patient. Uh, for the supplier, uh, basically, he wants to go online. And after Corona, there's a huge barrier of entry uh, to that, and you need to give them a route to technology. So you give them a technology, they have their products, they have everything, they control the price, they control the offers, uh, and they add it all. And once it's added, the dentist can come and see all the suppliers. So here it's a added tool and a technology, they cross the barrier of entry and they're more uh, systemized, let's say. And they still do what they do best, and uh, which is selling the products, the dentist, going to the dentist. Last but not least, uh, towards the supplier and the manufacturer, because we learned, we, we came a long way across the technology, so we chose to develop part of that technology to license suppliers and manufacturers to have their own technology at the same time, where Toothpick can be enabling them also uh, to have a tech window. So it's pretty innovative what you're doing, actually. So you're working on multiple frontiers uh, from the supplier side, from the dentist side, and also from the patient side. So uh you're really disrupting uh the model as it is and you're bringing benefit to all the stakeholders involved so it's it's really uh innovative and groundbreaking what was a lot of this influence from your experience uh working as a dentist where did the idea come from okay so I, yes of course dentistry played a huge role uh toothpicks team co-founders uh the family let's say uh they all add a lot of value uh, i'm a good spokesman uh, but there's a big team working behind all of this disruption because, you know, there's there's no I in team, right? So that's one. Uh, number two, uh, of course, uh, dentistry played a big role. You need to be in the eyes of the dentist to understand the dentist, to understand the problems, to understand uh, where it's good, where it's not. 
And this is very common. And there's a collective commonness across uh, and many of the problems. And of course, having multiple dentists also on this app, and of course, other people with different expertise, you add a good perception uh, around the problem and you start to think about the solution. And luckily, because it's a tech company, in the end, Toothpick is a tech company that is working in the dental industry, but we develop the product. So we have developers, engineers that work to develop this product in-house. And so it becomes theoretical in terms of trying to find a solution, and then you can execute it in the product and, and you can test out and continue to amend. That's why what we got today is a, just a reaction of a lot of problems we faced and solutions we had to make uh, to get here. So yeah, so this is uh, of course one. And the original thought about Toothpick is we're students. It came actually from two things. We started an online supermarket app in 2014, developed it in 2018 and went live in 2018. So we were uh, co-founders working together and developing a new solution. And after that, I was a co-founder in that company. And then I thought, why don't we take this know-how into the dental industry? And of course, part of market team helped me and then came along uh, dentists, new people, uh, visionaries that believe also in what we're trying to do and uh, are willing to take the risk. So basically, I mean, it's, it's always hard. Like you, a lot of us, you're sitting around, you're like, I'm a doctor, or I'm a dentist, and you have ideas, right? They come to your mind. And you're like, maybe I should go after this idea, but you don't know how to start with that. How did you get into the app business? I mean, it's, it's, a, hard, it's a hard business to get into, right? You need support, you need people to work with you. And from what I saw, you had a team with you. And when I, when I watched your interview on MDN, you were a team of four people to start a toothpick and probably even more people behind the scenes. So how did you assemble the team? And how did you start or how did you get into the app business? Yeah, so it's like, let's put it in a small picture. So if you go across a building and you see it and it's so big and you see the end result. So seeing the end result makes it appear impossible to have this uh, made, for example. However, if you start from the bottom up, so uh, you think about the idea, then you gather around with uh, people that agree about this idea. And then they're crazy enough to take it to adopt uh, more time. It's only time at first. So more time towards this idea. And then you start to ask a lot of questions and you do some research. So you start to figure out uh, where to start and how to start. We started in coffee shops, actually. So it was, uh, it was a beautiful beginning and it was all about trying to understand more. That's why it took us four years to build the first product. But it took us four months to build the second one. So... Uh, yeah, it's a hard start. If you believe in it, you can just go with it because you believe in it, right? And if you're trying to balance it out, I think it's worth the risk uh, as long as you're not jeopardizing everything you have. And at the same time, you're calculating the time and the benefit. And as long as it starts to uh, flourish and people start more to adopt it, you start to give it more and more. So you can actually, uh, it's not impossible. Again, it's just a, a bottom-up approach, step-by-step. Uh, people that know more, you get them to the team because when you're starting a startup, you want people to add value to that startup. And that's why you want to bring people to add value and they have certain experiences and you learn from them. So this is a collective thing. And yeah, so team, idea and continuous belief. And I think it's, it's there. You're halfway there. Obviously cost, right? Like, I mean, there, there's a cost with it and maybe, I don't know how it is in, in Lebanon, but i in the U.S., for example, there's a lot of lawyers who get into this. Did you have to get lawyers in Lebanon too to, to 
with that. Yeah, because you're working online, you know, it's like a common space now. So you have a, a little bit about the data science and data protection laws and, uh, of course, uh, legals and trademarks and copyrights and that you need to have. And this is something you don't have since day zero, but you ha- you start to get as you grow. You start to be more aware of what you need. And so, yes, we have people in the team that actually uh, are lawyers inside the team, and we have lawyers that we work with. And today with Toothpick, we're actually working in around four countries today and hopefully expanding to more countries in the future. And we do have a, a team that assists us in these countries, of course, with the scale we're in and in, in the right appropriate way. But yeah, of course you need that. Uh, I know well, I ran into you. In my mind, it's not so long ago, but it was before COVID. So now that's at least three years ago. And one of uh, the accelerators and startup competitions in Beirut, I don't know if you remember. And there was a lot of talk about like FinTech and I didn't understand uh, how Toothpick fit, fit, fit into that. So maybe you want to talk to us a little bit about the FinTech part and the startup culture in, in Lebanon right now. Yeah. So yeah, Lebanon is a, is, a, is a pioneer in technology and you have a lot of beautiful brains across Lebanon, still in Lebanon or of course around the world, but there's a beautiful hub in Lebanon because the, the, to be a developer, you need to have a computer, a brain and to be able to go online. So it allows a lot of the Lebanese to be pioneers in it, right? Let's say. And in Lebanon, you have a lot of startup societies, communities, that actually work in a very professional way uh, from, the, from the smallest, let's say, NGOs that work to develop uh, engineers in six months and take them and give them a tool uh, for them to work to the most advanced uh, societies and buildings. Uh, and there's a lot uh, that work in Lebanon. So I think it's a beautiful environment. You will see a lot of Lebanese startups uh, that work there that, uh, and a lot of them expanded. And like, for example, I think Anrami went from Lebanon to uh, the regional to global. So, yeah, so the startup community is very uh, functional in Lebanon. Of course, it's a challenge. We don't call it, I like to call it challenges, not problems, uh, like we learned. So, yeah, it's a big challenge, but uh, but you have a startup life. And what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. So, yeah, you got strong developers and startup, startup community in Lebanon. And is it is it easy to get funding for startups? Yeah, well, it helps you be known, be heard. Uh, it tells you about the events happening all around. We've been a part of those uh, startup communities. Uh, now we do work in our own offices, but it's, uh, I would recommend uh, going there and uh, uh, flourishing the, the ideas and the environment. Regarding funding, of course, it's, uh, they call it like a pre-seed than a seed. So even an investment, uh, when you have an idea, it's like a seed. So you get the necessary amount of investment to launch an MVP which is the minimal viable product. And once you have this product, you minimally test it in the market and you see the results. And based on the results, you create a case study and then you formulate projections on which you try to get investors to invest in this potential. So at at first, it doesn't doesn't start with millions of dollars. It starts with the right amount of money to uh, build a product or to create a certain solution. So yeah, that's how it starts. You can get angel investors. These startup uh, communities can connect you. Uh, you have family offices that are there to, to invest. You have uh, crowdfunding people around you. You know Jeff Bezos, he got his first 20 investors to raise a million dollars. He let everybody raise $50,000, 20 people. That's a million dollars. And that's how he started. So you can diversify a lot. You can use your connections. And uh, yeah, 
it works. Uh, well, I wanted. To, I'm, I'm fascinated by the microfinancing and the fintech aspect of uh, what you're bringing to the table. And I know at least in Lebanon, like insurance traditionally doesn't cover, cover uh, dental procedures, right? So how much did that help you? And uh, because there's a gap, right, in terms of like financing, and how much was it uh, a challenge uh, to be able to bring a new concept to the market? Yeah. So it's a concept we launched in UAE. Uh, we took now to Egypt and uh, we're working on it to launch it in Lebanon. There's a nice conference happening at uh, October and we're planning to launch this uh, solution in Lebanon in October, which is uh, we collaborated with uh, buy now pay later solutions uh, that are now trending. And these buy now pay later solutions, they offer uh, people uh, by just entering their credit card, they offer them an instant loan based on their i-score so based on the i-score you get accepted for a loan and it automatically automatically takes every month a certain amount it doesn't hold the amount and it's zero interest uh, to the end user if they take from the merchant so it's a win-win situation so what we thought is we, we integrated with companies and we provided this solution to the dentist on the app itself so the app goes the dentist goes on the app on toothpay and he just adds the name of the patient and adds the amount about the procedure, sends a link from the Toothpick app to the patient's phone. Patient accesses the link, accepts the amount. We have a double confirmation about the amount, enters his credit card. And once he does that, it's an instant approval uh, on the loan itself. So instead of applying papers and all of that, it's just instant. But it's like getting a normal loan, but it's more advanced because these finance companies, uh, they do it in a split second, uh, understanding more about the person himself. So we found a certain equilibrium with the patient and the dentist where there's a win-win situation. The patient is installing, uh, it's more comfortable at the same cost. The dentist is collecting, he's giving out a certain interest, but he's collecting all his money upfront, which enhances the cash flow and all of that. So this is the FinTech integration between Toothpick, between the finance companies and the dentist and the patient indirectly. So it's a, uh, four people playing uh, to make this work. Interesting. So basically, you, you went from a place where patients just come to the dentist and then the dentist would have to contact one or two companies to try to get the instrumentation that's needed to we're going to a place now where it's all automated, where the dentist just puts in what he or she wants for the patient and then instantly they get offers from multiple companies and these offers are connected to the patient. The patient can, I guess, that's my understanding, right? Pay or, or put a credit card on the app and pay the dentist immediately for the services that will be provided to the patient. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So basically it creates this win-win situation and uh, it helps the financing solution come. And at the same time, we don't stop there. We try to integrate other finance companies that are interested to finance businesses. And here we create this uh, digital wallet. Uh, we, we did it in Egypt with a big finance company called Contact. So we created a wallet, a virtual wallet on Toothpick, where the dentist applies to a credit line, enters his ID, his medical permit, and other information if he has it. So he just enters his driver's license, for example, or something else. Uh, we automate this to a point system, and automatically we give him money inside the wallet, where he can buy anything and install for six months, zero interest. So now the financing is happening between the dentist on both ends. We're financing the patient to pay the dentist, and then we're financing the dentist to pay for the supplier. 
So it creates a cash flow across this ecosystem where the dentist collects cash, yet installs. Supplier collects cash, yet installs. Fascinating, fascinating. This is so innovative, so disruptive. Uh, I love everything about it. And I hope, just like Anrami made it to NASDAQ, I'm hoping to see Toothpick's uh, name up there soon. So it's a, it's a long way, but we're, we, we believe in what we're doing. So that, that, that's what matters. Do you maybe want to share with us some lessons you learned uh, in your journey building multiple startups? Any words of advice to, uh, uh, we have a lot of people in healthcare listening to, the, to this podcast. And like Khalil said, a lot of us have ideas uh, a lot of the time, but we don't know how to execute them or how to bring them to life. So any words of wisdom? Well, I, I can accumulate a lot of things I've learned and heard and repeat them here combined. But I think one is imagination is the most important thing. So if you can see it, you can do it. I really believe in that. You have to be a firm believer in, in the thought, the team. You have to trust the people you work with. You have to get people that add value. You have to accept that you don't know everything. And this is very important. Uh, you have to test the idea. You have to be skeptical about it, yet in a positive way. You have to try again and again and again. It needs a lot of persistence. They say it's not the strength of water that breaks rocks, it's the persistence. So it's a rock when you want to build something. And the persistence is the only thing that's going to make it work because the more you try, the more you know what works and the more you repeatedly do it. So this is basically a major thing I've learned. And go for your ideas. Uh, I think it matters. Uh, every idea can work. It needs the right treatment, right environment, right belief. And uh, it's always possible to do it. Yeah. Can you tell us quickly about your other app that you developed? Yeah. Another app, it, it's called Market. It's an online supermarket. Uh, it started as an online supermarket. And now we developed it into the food vertical. So what we do is we give restaurants and grocery shops uh, technology and to be able to add their products and be part of a marketplace. And we provide the logistics to these restaurants or uh, uh, supermarkets to offer a good service. And this sustains these uh, restaurants and so shops. But the new concept that we're developing is that we want to license the technology. So we developed a know-how in this whole system, uh, providing the solution and catering to the problems in a specific way. And we created this full system. Then we want now to license this technology to restaurants and supermarkets around the world and in Lebanon, of course, enabled to have their own technology and they can have a, a way into the future because, you know, this future is very competitive, let's say, and uh, big fish eat the small fish and technology is expensive. So if we can provide technology to uh, and license it to uh, users, to businesses, under their name and be part of their team with that technology. And it's an added value of market of enabling other partners to also be able to do the same thing. Yeah, so this is basically what we're trying to do. Amazing, and you were there right at the, a good time, I guess, when, when COVID hit and everyone was looking for uh, online delivery solutions and your platform was already there for a lot of supermarkets yeah. and restaurants to use it. So uh, that's another example of uh, how uh, you turned uh, the best to, to your advantage, I guess. Yep, yeah, hopefully, yes. Definitely. And do you want to share with us a little bit about your experience uh, and how you're able to grow and scale uh, outside Lebanon? How has that uh, experience been like? Uh, well, uh, what we did is we found 
local partners in each of the countries we, we want to work in. So we have a know-how, we have a experience, and at the same time, culture matters and how you enter a country matters. So we found the right, we looked for the right partners to partner up and work in these uh, countries, that's one. And at the same time, of course, you do a lot of research. It's actually, once you're able to open one country, you're able, and to do it in a good way, you just use this protocol and you can open another country. So it becomes much easier than it looks. So once you do the first one, uh, the other one becomes easier. And to do the first one, you have to build it bottom up, uh, do the preparations, think of all the aspects about uh, the legal matters, uh, the financial matters, the team, and how you're gonna do it. And of course, incorporating the culture and the product itself. And uh, once you're able to uh, build these blocks, uh, you're able to open a new country and learn from it and use the know-how to scale another country. Uh, and that's basically it. That was, that was great, uh, Well, And uh, I think it was great to learn. I mean, I've never, I've never learned how to, how to produce an app before. And I've always like thought about that. So maybe we should sit down at some point and try to learn some, some stuff from you. <laughs> Yeah, I learned it. I, yeah, yeah, of course. It's it's uh, it's very interesting. It's uh, it's limitless, right? Because you can actually create anything out of a code. So yeah, why not? So yeah, good good work for you guys. And I think uh, hopefully, I, and I can see that you're going to produce even more apps. I think in the future, and maybe or improve on the current apps that you have. Uh, in addition to your work uh, as a uh, as a dentist, I think so. You're, I mean, I, I think all of us these days need to start thinking outside the box. Like, it's not like you're a dentist, you're a doctor, you need to think outside the box that you can do other things at the same time because the, I think the opportunities are limitless. And you guys are doing it in Lebanon right now in the current situation in the country. Yes. I mean, that's that's a big feat and big accomplishment that you're doing. Yeah, I think that the message today has been like so uplifting how everything was homegrown in Lebanon and how you're able to disrupt and innovate and branch out uh, to the rest of the Arab countries, Middle East, North Africa. So I think to anyone listening today, this has been like a good boost of positivity. Uh, well, final word is yours. Thank you once again for having this uh, amazing podcast. Uh, I salute you and uh, support all that you're doing. Thank you for having me and me representing the team I work with and behind. Uh, I think uh, towards the end of the, the show, I would say, Focus is important. I, I wanted to focus on this point uh, lastly, that focus is very important in what you're doing. It's not about how many things we're doing. It's about how much focus we can put in them and develop them. This is important. Lastly, uh, thank you once again uh, for having this uh, great podcast. Glad to be here. All right. Thank you, Al. Thank you. <laughs>